Hey, Road Trippin' fam. We are excited to let you know that Road Trippin' is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played NBA Daily Fantasy on FanDuel before? Well, check this out. Right now, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with a 20% deposit match. Why should you play on FanDuel NBA? Well, for one, it is easy to use when it comes to their app. What's not to love about that? But also, for example, they offer different and unique contests across sports in relation to your skill level. Oh yeah, and get this, you can play for big prizes, single game contests for the biggest national matches, and enter contests for as low as five cents. That's right, five cents. Simply incredible. So again, let's recap. Right now, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with a 20% deposit match. Enter URL FanDuel.com backslash roadtrippin to play now and get your deposit bonus. That's URL FanDuel.com backslash roadtrippin so they know we sent you. FanDuel, more ways to win. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome into this Cheers. edition of Road Trippin' presented by FanDuel. I'm your host, Ali Clifton, alongside Channing Fry, Richard Jefferson. Um, and we are in the month of March, which means we celebrate women. We always celebrate women, but especially now in the month of March. Um, and we are so excited about our guest today. She's a two-time MVP. She's a WNBA champion. Um, and she's great in all things. Um, she's a good Instagram follow. Um, just about anything you can think of. Her name is Elena Deladon. Yeah, I I wish we had some tracks to clap. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Alina, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm very excited to be on with you all. Awesome. Okay, so here's here's that's gonna go away very quickly. (laughs) 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 It wears off super fast. Like, um, okay, so I've never done this before. Um, I've never started an episode of Road Tripping as a host uh, with a game of trivia. And we're going to do it because as I was preparing for this episode with you, I came across an awesome interview, a sit down interview with you and the wonderful Taylor Rooks. And it was within that conversation um, that she presented a question to you. Um, when it comes to Elena Deladon, do you want to be known as a female basketball player or just a basketball player? And I loved what you said. It was awesome. Um, it's Elena Deladon, the basketball player. And your example was so to the point and simple and duh, why have we not thought about this or um, lived our life this way? You said, we don't refer to LeBron James as LeBron James, the male basketball player. So why do we have to do it with females? Right? So I thought, how about we get to know each other or the three of you get to know each other uh, because I already have. I have five statistical categories when it comes to your careers. These two obviously are already retired. Yours are going to obviously change because you're still playing. Um, But as it stands today, I'm going to give you guys a category. I'm going to give you the percentage. It's it's not going to end well for us. And you guys have to tell me which one is Elena's. Oh, all the good ones. We suck. And Elena, you probably already know it, but in these categories, um, the examples will also have their percentages. Okay. Okay. So oh, you're going to okay. learn a lot about each other. Okay. Here we go. Here we so go. We're going to start with your rookie season. Oh, Elena Deladon averaged Ooh. 9.4 points a game. Hell no. 12.3 points a game, 18.1 points a game or 16.4 points a game. Oh, Am I I, or are we just letting them go? We can let them go. 
but then okay. we'll expose their uh, points as well. 18. <laughs> I'm going to say 18. I, I'm going to say 18 because like I know what I averaged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i gotta go with the most i gotta the go most. With the most. it's 18. Okay. 18 ding 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 you guys are correct in her yes. rookie season, I, appreciate that. I appreciate you all picking the high number okay <laughs> um which this is actually kind of funny but channing i didn't know this you edged richard in your rookie season you have a game richard averaged just nine did i <laughs> let's first of all wait a second and this conversation has been brought up elena do you want to know the difference between him and i yes please let's get into the, that the difference was is that we went to the finals my rookie year his team didn't make the postseason so 12 we were literally on the worst team in the nba 12 on, 12 on a non-postseason team just under 10 on a finals team far outweigh his bullshit far we outweigh were, his bullshit the point we here is the point here is, is she's better than both of us. Yeah, crush both of you <laughs> in a rookie season. We this. We all right, moving on. This is a good one because all three of you shoot the three ball. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Elena Deladon's career three-point percentage average right now, 37.6, 38 38.8, 39.4, 34%. I have no idea. <laughs> Hold on. There's I nothing lower than 37? No. Damn. There's one, 34%, but obviously just ruled that out. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, wasn't that one. <laughs> Enchanting, all you do is shoot the three ball, so. That's why I'm like, I thought there was going to be a 32 in there. I thought you may have had an off year, but obviously not. Damn. I'm going to go, ooh. I'm going to go 30. Is there a 39 in there? Yep, 39.4. I'm going to go 39. Don't you shoot like six a game, five a game? Correct. Yeah, around that. <laughs> A few. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I get a mop. You know, like, yeah, not to so brag, she's but six. yeah, yeah. She's making yeah, four yeah. to six. I don't nine, know. Nine, nine, four. three to step into. There you go. Thirty nine. That's, that's just how you ease into the game. That's how you yeah, ease into the you game. You're just like, you're just, yeah. Let me get one up. Just let, yeah. just let them know I'm here. Let me just. Yeah. Uh, I'll, Richard, I'll what does that feel like? No, so it's like Chenny, if you miss it, you got one more left for you coming down here, big fella. I, I, I will I will say uh uh Luke Luke Walton, one of our good friends, we all went to college together. He uh he was playing with Kobe and did something. He was like, I will tell you this. One of the funniest things that you will ever see if you really watch basketball games is like superstars first shots. Superstars first shot. They might fucking shoot anything because it doesn't matter. They're going to get 30 more over the game. They might make it. They might not. Superstars are the only ones that can start a game with a heat check. Let me yeah. see how I feel today. Like, <laughs> Dude, Richard, what's funniest? My rookie year, I had just like Larry Brown, who is a good coach for psychotic didn't dmp me for like three games and then put started me against the spurs and i looked up to tim duncan so like i'm sweating so my first shot boom air ball and he slaps on the butt and goes hey first shots don't count and i see larry brown are you fucking ready to play like, yes it does count yes it does count it counts for me it counts for me literally yeah, i got barbecued like, and was out dude it was, i was like yes it's, it's, he goes, oh, first one fair, though that's that's terrible pressure to be under like like oh. superstars you can take awful shots and like heat check like you said the first shot and like the pressure is not on whereas I see certain player. players come okay. in and it's like I just see them so tight and so nervous and I'm uh, like this is no way to play like I don't yeah. think I would play well like that at all <laughs> <Have> <laughs> they you, couldn't have you ever... the green light because 
I'd be awful if I was in like in that. Have like, you ever given a superstar? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever? Have, if I wasn't a superstar, well, I was okay. Yeah, that's why your game would be terrible. I green light. <laughs> mine had a semi green light. Like mine is emerald green. If it went down to you know light, you, yeah. Have, if it was yellow, I'd be nervous. Yeah. Have, <laughs> Have you ever given someone that you did not know, like some, like, cause you see it, like we all know it. Like you see a rookie come in and do a turnover. And I know like, it's all, we're all still a part of the group, even though you're a competitor, have you yeah. ever given someone some unsolicited advice? Like, Hey, you're going to be all right. Or have you knew, or like you read articles about how a young player might've been struggling. Did you just like randomly just go up and say, Hey, we all go through it. Or like, give me an example of like how you gave it an encouragement. I mean, there'll be times, especially like, when someone's at the foul line and you're all lined up, like you have time to talk to people. Mm. So like, if someone's struggling in a moment like that, and we're, we've got a good lead, like- Yeah, Grant, yeah, it's not, it's not like a time game. I no, want no, them no. to keep <laughs> struggling. Like post game, <laughs> post game I told them. <laughs> yeah, and then after the game, I gave them all the confidence in the world. No, but there was something I really like to do. I think I read that maybe Peyton Manning does it. So, um, often in training camp when we have like a young rookie who comes in and it is so hard to make it in the WNBA because we only have 12 teams um some teams only have 11 players so it is a small number that will make a team so anytime we have rookies who come along and then unfortunately get cut I try to either reach out to them or write them a letter I prefer to write them a letter so they can like really read it think about it and look towards it just to give them confidence and hope like this isn't the end like you, mm -hmm. you were great. You're in a learning curve. This is one of the hardest leagues to make it in because there just aren't many spots. So those are times I try to really uplift a rookie who might have a great career overseas or might even make it in the WNBA in a couple of years. So mm -hmm. that's something I try to do. But yeah, if it's a close game though, and someone's struggling, I'll talk to them after the game. After and give the them game. Confidence. I want somebody to write me a letter. I was just going to say, yeah. my God, that is like so amazing. Nice. I feel yeah. like you put the people wax don't do that anymore. Do you do that? People no, aren't well, letters well, anymore. So yeah, they I, don't. No, I try to get so old can, sometimes. Can I? Can I? Can I be vulnerable here? Can I open oh, up and be please, vulnerable? Please, Richard. Oh, jeez. Thank okay. you. Thank please you, Channing. I, I appreciate <laughs> you allowing me to be. I think writing letters would awesome. I would write more letters, but I kid you not, I don't even write fucking cards because my penmanship <laughs> is so terrible. My my spelling is so awful. You this go to is... write it in a fucking pen and it gets even worse because you can't. This is a real thing. It. Can you actually write every letter of the alphabet in cursive? Yes. No, no that is a lie. Show me a Q right now. I, fucking, I, right? Yeah, I, can, I can look, and first of all, go ahead, go ahead. Can you do capitals too? Oh, like no. 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 no, wait, no, now we, mm -hmm. I am 40. So you have to understand that like, that was like, and again, it got phased out over like five years and 10 years. And as more people started typing, but I'm still weirdly, maybe one of the last generations that had to do that. Like, you know, that's just true. I, I'm one of the last generations that like, yeah. I had to like pass cursive in second grade. So did right? I, like, and yeah. I'm 33 and I still My don't know how to say right now. I did too. Years. I'm just saying like, it's to Elena's point and our point is like, it's so awesome to hear that she picks up a pen or a pencil, whatever. And she actually takes the time to write because nowadays it's this, it's this, it's the computer. 
Um, and it's just so easy to like do that. And there's not a lot of thought that I feel like sometimes go into that. It's just a gesture and, and what's behind it's a beautiful, that. That's it's a beautiful awesome. gesture. And I wish yeah. that I had the mental capacity and the penmanship and the spelling ability to do it. I really wish I'm just missing all like three of the four components that are needed to write a letter I don't have. <laughs> My humor doesn't really translate to <laughs> letters. <laughs> That, yeah. Jenny, you should leave voicemail. Like, in quotes. Just kidding, motherfucker. Like, okay. you were trash and got cut. And then at the end of the letter, this is all made in sarcasm. Just use oh, my voice. That's amazing. I wish I had, okay, yeah. back to trivia. Okay, okay. Because that one, Elena, again, crushed you guys as well. Three points. Well, yeah. Um, this one kind of goes to what you were just saying when it comes to the free throw line. Are you going to reach out and say something? Um, free throw percentage for the career and where Elena is right now. Um, 76.8%, 82.2, 93.8 or 89%. Oh, aren't you wow. 89? Born in 89. Oh, well, you're as old as you're as my brother. You're I, an 80s. Hey, hey, we're 80s babies. 1980 uh, just made the cut. Oh. It's cool. 80s baby. It yeah, is said that, that, that she might have the best free throw percentage in all of sports. 93 or in all of sports in both men's and women 93.8 just say basketball Allie. just say basketball and all of thank basketball. you you're getting to my point <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you and but Channing actually you you are 82 percent for your career Channing that's impressive no, I don't only get fouled once a year <laughs> yes have you ever seen that have you I ever seen them the basket near the paint right I don't yes. go nowhere near the paint my thing is but that actually that's actually harder Channing because if you only shoot two free throws a game like it's actually that's more brutal. difficult no, yeah, that's brutal. Because if is. you miss two, you're 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 fucked. <laughs> I had I had like exactly about a time. Yeah, I can't move like that. After my rookie time. year, I said this is too much. This is too much movement. Let me just stand here. Somebody else get me open. Yeah, I'm the best spot up shooter on the team. Let me do me. I just became a specialist. You know, I'm like a gelato. I'm like your favorite gelato store on the corner. You like, do I want gelato all the time? No, but when I do, I really want it. Okay, I had two categories left, but you guys got to my point, so we don't even need to look at them. Um, I love Elena's point of just wanting to be known as a hooper, as a basketball player. I think it's awesome. It's the same um, rules. It should be. It's not exactly. like baseball and softball, right? It's basketball. It's all the same rules. It's like soccer. You know, you have the, the obviously the women's league and the men's league, but it's all soccer. Random, yeah. randomly, because I play beach volleyball, it's the same. Like when you talk about like two pairs in, in beach volleyball, men and women, it's you can compare an actual block percentage or you can compare a kill percentage. Like it's just a kill percentage, two versus two. Mm -hmm. There is no difference. So uh, no, no, I, I agree. I think part of having these conversations is also helps us kind of change and tweak the narrative. So I'm, I'm on board. We're just going to call them basketball players. And I, my, my internet froze because nope, you're good. Oh, you were back for a I second. I was wondering, I was like, is that me or are you? No, no, it's always it's always and it's always me, and it's only and it's only when we do road tripping. It's like I can do a hundred zooms for ESPN, but the minute I do my own shit, it's like eh, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Here's a question. So, like I was thinking we were talking. Uh, just you about like rookie years. Yeah, I know. Shock the coffee hit kit pretty quick. So like my rookie year, there were guys that I was like, you know, watched in college. I was like, you know what? I think I can give this dude a bucket. And then realized 
damn, this dude is barbecuing me right now. Did you ever have that moment where you were like, okay, I'm up, I'm up torch these girls. And all of a sudden one of them got your ass. You were like, okay, mad respect. I was like, <laughs> so it was with Tamika yeah. Catchings. Like Ooh. I loved Tamika. I watched her, her whole career at Tennessee. And then I loved watching her at Indy. Um, she's just always a player. I tried to kind of model my game after loved her on and off the court. But like when I was a rookie, she was starting to get older. So I was like, yeah. I got this. <laughs> God, I did not have it. She was the strongest person I have ever come across. Like she is the reason why my off season after my rookie year, I was in the weight room constantly because she just gave me a forearm and I like, boom, splat onto the floor. Like I was exhausted by the second quarter playing against her. I had nothing in the tank. I was awful. Absolutely oh. awful. So that was one of those moments. It was like, I don't know yeah. if it's like old right. woman strength or she yeah, just was, has oh, always yeah. had this yeah. strength. Uh, I got it. I got to get something. Richard, was that when Jordan gave you 40? When he was 40? Ah, uh, <laughs> no, but I do remember hearing those sounds like when you hit the ground and you make this like whistling groan, you're like, uh, that, that would, yeah. that would, <laughs> you're like, uh, I'm okay. Oh. Yes. Oh, I didn't Did she have nothing like you're deflating? No, Tamika's my, I want to say Tamika might just be a little bit older than me, just a little bit, but she was like my generation. Like we were, you know, I was a huge fan of watching her uh, cash and watching Sue. Cause we all like, we're kind of around like the same age, like just a few years, but she was such a monster, so strong, so skilled, but like watching younger players come in and play against their idols is one of the funniest things because you're trying to keep it cool but you're also like I want to mm -hmm. give it to them like this is no no fuck that and then now you realize it's like okay now I realize like why she was my favorite player yeah. did she say anything to you in yeah, that moment like, wow. um I, I mean she actually was like super supportive <laughs> and even like off court was great too like helped me a lot <laughs> but on the court she was just killing me and I was just like too tired to even hear if she yeah. said anything <laughs> but I mean, she wasn't just great on offense like I couldn't get open she just denied me and I couldn't get open it was awful you start getting mad at other people like guys you gotta give me the ball you gotta pass me the ball better or quicker like come on guys I can't get give open at the other end of the court when she's not near me <laughs> Will somebody set a screen? Will somebody <laughs> What brings out, because I also learned this about you too, that uh, you're one of the game's best trash talkers. You like to talk oh. trash? Who? You. You? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, so it was the opposite. It was with, I watched a video yeah. when you guys were playing Uno with Sue Bird and Chanae. Oh, yes. It was. They were all joking. They were, joking. They were exaggerating. Oh, yeah. oh you leaned like, into that hard. You were like, oh yeah. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> I, we were completely joking. It was a big joke, but definitely not me. I'd probably say Diana is one of the best. Yeah, she's me. Um, oh, but it's generally towards the refs and it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever snitch? Do you ever snitch? Do you ever snitch? Because this is what players are deep like. You gonna let them talk to you like that? Oh, I like, love damn. doing that. I love like, doing damn. that try to but it doesn't it doesn't work she just gets so under the ref skin that like 
It doesn't even matter. <laughs> no, that, that like, is me. Like, I've seen her, the, the way she talks to any basketball player, male or female, like she doesn't care. She does not care. Like she'll, no. she'll, she'll talk track like, and that's the part that that made me really start to like love her is when I would yeah. see her talk to like whoever anybody like the only person she wouldn't really kind of talk trash to is Kobe because like she viewed him as an equal which is fair which is fair yeah but like anybody else she would just be like Kyrie she'd just be like yeah all right Kai yeah like come on you're gonna, <laughs> yeah. you're, gonna have to, you're gonna have to win some more Kai before you start talking to me Yo. and you're just like damn you're like so, yeah they practiced before us one time and they were doing a shooting drill and then we were kind of coming on and they were doing some stuff and we were getting ready to start. And she's like, well, do you want to do this drill with us? And it was like myself, Jason Richardson, Steve Nash and her. So it's like, you have to shoot, make a hundred or shoot a hundred shots, right? To see, you know, what you get. So she's like, all right, I'll do this with you guys. And we're like, hey, do you want to use your ball? She goes, no, I'll use your ball. Fuck, right? <laughs> we're like, right? I was like, all right, man, listen, Steve, obviously Steve's a 50, 40, 90 guy. Steve yeah. makes, you know, 87, 88. I go out there, 84, 86. Don't fucking right? lie. You were no, 71. Not lying. Jay Rich? No, 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 homie. Homie, no. <laughs> Definitely not in the 70s. So I had to do the drill again. Jay Rich gets out there. He gets he gets hot and gets 92. She's like, with our ball, she's like, give me two shots with this. Wop, wop. She's like, all right, I'm good. 96. 96. What shots were you shooting? Dude, so you have to shoot like slide to the corner shoot. Then yeah. you got to shoot ten spots. Slide to the top shoot. So it's moving, shooting, it's moving. moving. Shooting. Oh, okay, let me let me first Barbecue say this, chicken. Uh, Elena. <laughs> let me first establish this about Channing. Channing will not let the truth get in the way of a good story. Like so that. So we maybe exaggerating her. In we're summer. maybe exaggerating. She won, the, she won the drill. Okay, that's that's <laughs> okay. the part that she, that's the part that we need it to was, get. That's it was in the nineties. <laughs> it was in the nineties. It was above ninety four. The part that we need to establish is not the stats, not the facts, but the fact is that she won. She won. And she in standard, in and standard fashion with a men's basketball after practicing with, with a women's with basketball for however long. Yeah. It's like Channing, Channing will end the story, but like she made 102 out of 100. It's like Channing, that's, that's not, not. It's impossible. That's not, that's we had money balls. That's we had money balls. And that's the way it works. Like, we had money balls. Ball. <laughs> He's like, all the shots were on the move. NBA threes. That's all At the end of her basketball, at the end of her practice, at the beginning of yours, and it's like, y'all just shot 500 shots. Like, how long was this gap between practice? I just chanting. I love the story. There's two sides of a court, you big dummy. Yeah, but like, you guys were out there two hours before at the end of their practice. Two hours before? At the end of their practice, we were getting on. We had to go early. So you guys, did, but you just said that there was 500 shots shot and everyone so took their two, own there's turn. There's two sides of the court, Richard. Lana, and this it is was what makes Rush up so fun with these <laughs> right? We shoot it. on one side and then they shoot oh, okay. on the other side. So two people are shooting at one time. Okay. Well, okay. I, okay. I, that, that helps. I've seen, I've seen this. We're not just still, waiting just, there, Richard. So with that said, we are adults. Okay, Elena, okay. the W is starting soon. Yes. <laughs> How was your off season? <laughs> Which was different. Obviously, for you, given last. What was, I'm sorry. Life. What was your question? I'm still laughing at the past story. Um, so the W is starting. Obviously, how has the off season been for you? Obviously, it was different, um, given the wobble and it's stuff been that like happened. so different because I didn't go to the wobble. So I've been in like a 
year and a half long off season. It feels we just like, like to call it the bubble. We just like to call it the bubble. Yeah, it's just we don't like bubble. to call it. It's just the bubble. We don't call it the wobble. There was no I actually really bubble. liked the name though. It was just bubble. I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> you have a point me. though. I'm just, yeah, I'm specifying the women's bubble and I shouldn't be doing that. That bothers me. We're, we're, it's okay. Yes, we You're have right. to specify. Yes. You were in the bubble. Yes, yeah. or you didn't go to the bubble. Yes. So they were in the bubble. I was not in the bubble, which it was good because I, after um, our championship run and winning, right. I ended up needing back surgery. Oh. And mm. um, yeah, with back surgery, they'll give you a timeline, but I have learned that those timelines for backs are not the same as like thumb surgery, which I've had no. before. Um, so I had been rehabbing for a really long time. I really don't even think I would have been ready for the bubble at all. So I've still kind of been rehabbing and strengthening. And finally, I'm like back on court doing more basketball stuff and feeling a little bit more normal. But it has been a long, long road. And it's yeah. just been crazy. Your back, back is half your body. Now. So that's like, you know. It is, and it's attached everything. to everything. What was your, what was the- Everything surgery? is attached to everything. Um, I had a herniated disc, oh, so man. had to clear that, clear that up. And then just some other stuff because I'm tall, yeah. having issues. So I just was having a nerve pain that wouldn't go away. <laughs> how tall, wait, how tall, how tall are you, Elena? Uh, how tall six, are five. you? Six, five. Oh, you six, tiny. So yeah. you're tiny. Yeah, yeah, I'm small. Really Seven little. Foot. You're tall, almost as tall as Richard. Um, can yeah. we actually yeah. dive into really but quick? Office, you got it. You got it. Yeah. I was going to say it was cool too, because when I stopped playing basketball for a little, I kind of had to get into another business. So I've been doing a ton of woodworking and started a whole woodworking business. So that's been really fun. Hold on. Oh, I've been to the oh, website. Oh. So this this is one thing, it's no no lie. So I was telling Alan, I was like, oh, are we gonna talk about her, like her woodworking stuff? And she was like, wait, I feel like I know. About, and I was like, well, look, just go check it out and see it. There's some really, really cool stuff. Like I have like looked at it. I was like, I, I want to purchase something. Like, so I'm, a, I think the work that you do is absolutely, unfortunately I've been remodeling a house for two years and I'm in a rental. So I was like, I can't buy anything that's going to go into a house, but yes, everybody go yeah. check out, like you can plug, plug away because I'm yeah. a fan. It's, yeah, it's uh, Del Don Designs, so D-E-L-D-O-N Designs. Uh, we've got an Instagram, we've got our own website. Um, it's just been so much fun. I even, product placement, yeah, I made I that it. piece right there. Yeah. Um, we do, yeah, we do all different stuff, but mainly wall art, cutting boards, serving trays, charcuterie boards, which is like the coolest thing, by the way. We, we oh, love yeah, a right? good, me and Chang love a charcuterie oh, yeah. board. Oh, yeah. So, someone, someone said it's just a Lunchable that went to college. And I thought that was really <laughs> funny. That's so true and so funny. Listen, if you ain't got the, honey, the local honey with the nice. I'll order a charcuterie board 99% of the time I see it on the menu. Well, I'm gonna, order, I'm gonna order one from you now, so. It's yeah. literally like my favorite thing to create in terms of like, obviously like assembling everything on it, but like cutting boards are like the greatest thing in the world. Cutting boards, charcuterie board, like just to have them. I've got like 10 of them right around the corner. Like, Do you? Oh my God. I forget, I'm obsessed. Um, what is the yes. hardest thing you've had to make or that you like dove into? And then you were like, oh my God, why? What was I thinking? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, 
I mean, oftentimes I'll do things with the wall art where I just like get to it and start doing it with the wood and it doesn't work with the angles. So I've started to learn um, some like ways to do it virtually and get the angles correct because it's taken me so much time where I'm like, what am I doing? This isn't even gonna work. Um, we made a massive basketball hoop, which was really fun, but super tough. A lot of work, yeah. Yeah, I would say the wall art has sometimes like given me moments. I did a piece uh, that was like the DC uh, skyline. That one was really fun and really tough too, but it was cool. It was for the row team. I think it was Georgetown row. So I did like a rowboat and then I had some of the monuments in the background. Wow. That's awesome. How did I get into it? Yeah, You were just like, you know what? Let me just, I, mean, what I, I see the tree and it just is a hoop to me. Yeah, no. So my wife and I are huge DIYers right? and it started where we made a coffee table Tight. and it was kind of like how this wall art is. Um, and you know, how social media works. You post a picture and then people are like, oh my gosh, how can I get one of those? So we slowly started the business up. And then this season when I didn't play, it was like, all right, let's really do something with this. And it's just taken off and it's been so much fun. That's, it's uh, honestly, like even when I saw like some of the design and I, I feel like I saw it uh, may, like maybe in some sort of interview or that you did. And this was, you know, you'd been doing this for years though. You've been yeah. doing this for a while. Yeah, yeah. So you'd been doing this for years and I remember seeing it, but that stuff is like, in, when you talk about like being an athlete and having other things and you know, basketball can't you know, last forever. And obviously you'll always be an ambassador because you're one of the game's greats. Like, is this something that like, okay, when basketball is done, this is yeah. what I'm doing. Is that it? Or is this just like a side hobby that you enjoy, but you have other things that you maybe want to do when you retire? I, this is definitely something I will be doing, no doubt. Mm -hmm. But I do think I'll probably head into different things. Mm -hmm. um, I like to do a bunch of different stuff, but I love woodworking. I'm hoping one day we can get big enough where like I'm creating pieces, but I'm not actually making them all the Building time. Building them, yeah. <laughs> But that's what makes well, it special. But that's I know. what makes it so special is like to know that like, and that's where I know that how fucking hard it is because yeah. like your hands are on every piece that come out. So for sure, for that, sure. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. I, I do always want to like be able to make some of the pieces, but for it to be a little bit more affordable for people, it would be nice to have like something we can like mass produce um, mm. and kind of have both sides of it. But I will definitely be do doing this when I retire. No question. I love it. Richard was very, he's very serious. He's not one that like, like coming into this when he says like, he's known about you for a while with this and has like looked at your, he's so real when he says that because I put together this list of things and sent it to the guys and you know, like here's some things on Elena, blah, blah, blah. And that was not on there. And he literally really? was like, why is it her woodworking? I'm like, what are you talking about? Where is like, I, yeah. I was like, because like, this is what I said too. I was like, you got to put it on there because I was like, I don't want to like, like start talking about this and then uh, like like tell the group, hey, you guys gotta go check it out or you gotta go see it. So as soon as I saw what was behind you, I knew exactly what, you know, what it was yeah. and like some of the designs, but all the road tripper listeners, everybody out there, go check it out. It's beautiful. It's awesome. It's like, especially for- part is tight. He's looking yeah. at it right now. <laughs> like that, huh? Now you're on there. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm on there. Listen, what yeah, the cocktail card is awesome right now <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh she's yeah you're gonna get some orders but no that that's cool and that that's what's been for everybody and one of the things that i i like to encourage all athletes even if we have younger listeners is just 
you know, Channing, when he retired, he jumped right into doing his wine and both of us started doing broadcasting. Like you see yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. It's, it's really cool to see other athletes doing things like yourself that are like off the beaten path, but you have amazing talent when it comes to, I don't, I took chorus instead of, of shop, uh, cause there were girls in it and you didn't have to design anything to get a grade. So there was like the 18 girls are doing chorus or eight of my buddies that I play basketball with are doing shop. I'm like, I'm going to go hang out with the girls. So I never took shop. Yeah. I never took really? shop. Yeah. Channing, I, uh, I love wine. So, you know, oh, we want to. Trade oh, off no. on a charcuterie board with a little oh, wine. What you, need, bro? what you need? Don't start. I've been looking into getting into the wine thing. I got, I'm going to have to talk to you about that. Please, let's. I would. I have great advice because it's been an interesting journey. And then as an athlete, like, where do you get your grapes? How often do you want to make yeah. it? How are you going to scale? What varietal? You live on the East Coast, so it's like varietal is a great word, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's the right word. <laughs> Uh, you would have like, you know, you might go with like a Riesling um, yeah. with cooler climates and then you may source your grapes, but, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. How you about can, you practice your own vineyard? No, so we actually do, um, so we hire out uh, different winemakers and do collaborations with them. So we never, I didn't want to get, I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word stuck with yeah. one vineyard because of the fires this year through the West Coast, through Napa yeah. and Sonoma Coast and Oregon. And so if if you invest in a vineyard, that's four years of money down the drain, not including a tasting room. So if yeah. you plant, you cannot make you cannot make juice for three years. That's wow. how long it takes. And then imagine, yeah. <laughs> then imagine after those three years, fires come and absolutely torch all those grapes. And then you got to start another six years. So that's six years of of uh just of nothing money. Yeah, just yeah investing in money and having a vineyard is nice eventually i would want one um mm -hmm. but just to source grapes from and we would have a separate place that has uh where we sell wine that is not at our vineyard it would be like somewhere more conducive for uh foot traffic okay yeah which makes sense because yeah, not yeah, everybody yeah. gets out to the vineyards but it's like right it's, a, it's an experience it's nice but it's hard for me to compete with that when people have backing of like Louis Vuitton and Opus One and you know Camus and these big in these big companies, they're putting five and six million dollar uh, tasting rooms there with, yeah. in you know getting the source grapes from all over the world. And there's yeah. little of me, you know, making you know. Oh yeah, yeah, a little, little, little Channing. Are you gonna go do like a? Would you do a brick and mortar store? Would you do that? Uh, Elena, where you got, where you, where you just have like a store. I'm not talking about your ass, Channing. I don't give a shit what you're doing. Uh, I was talking about Channing, actually. I was like, that's a great idea. What uh, the, yes. <laughs> I would love, I would love to do that. Um, we just would need to do a little better on production. Yeah. Like right now yeah. it's like, we get an order, we make it like, we need time to actually make more, yes. and have some inventory, but certainly that's in the future. That's what do you awesome. think it's going to be like as you start to play again? And then that's what my going. wife is like, what am I going to do when I lose <laughs> my other woodworker? Like, it's just the two of us. So 50%. Wow. So, and okay. this is why you need to order now, people. You need to order now. Hurry up and order. <laughs> yeah, order now before they scale up and not saying that she like she's always going to make pieces so that there's portions of it that are handmade. Random thought. Can I say a random statement that makes me do that? Like when I went to Rome, they were saying that like, you know, oh, Michelangelo or whoever it was that was doing all the sculptures, they were like, well, he didn't sculpt all of it. 
what he would do is like other sculptors would sculpt like 90 percent yeah. and then he would come and do the finished touches is that, that's why he has so many pieces one of these can take months can take a year to do like a sculptor like no he would do the finishing touches he would do the smoothing out so it wasn't it wasn't him doing all the sculptures it was like they had a team of people they were generating it they didn't he did they did most of it and then he would come in and finish it and then it was a considered his product so okay you know i, I just good. that's a good I, idea yeah, a random thing that I just found out and I thought I'd share with people that won't care about what I just said. Kind of like what you do in wine, right? Yeah. Somebody yeah. picks it, they sure. keep it. We get to, you know, blend and then we put it in our bottle and then we get <laughs> credit. Yeah. Order order now, people, while she's doing all the work. This is a yep. fully because because then it becomes, well, this was the piece before they became mass produced. So this the value of them are far greater. I got you. We're you're right. I mean, you these know. pieces are gonna be huge. Yeah, yeah. We're in you're, you're great. Can we hire you to sell the product? <laughs> Richard works cheaply. He works yeah, I do, I do. And maybe yes, I do work cheaply. I'm an idea guy. I, I'm not an execution guy. Ellie, Allie is the execution person. I'm just the idea idea guy. I have a lot of random ideas, but yeah. that is really, really cool. That's why I'm excited about well, you. What guy am I? You're the wild card, Channing. We haven't figured out. <laughs> <laughs> figured out. You just never but, know what you're going to get. I, I never know. know what I'm going to get. Yeah, that's oh, what makes it fun. Sure. <laughs> All right. No, I'm sorry, Allie. We keep hijacking this and going random places. No, this is awesome. No, I love it. I actually was just going to ask before we moved on uh, what Elena's palate likes when it comes to wine. Channing, you could use your sales pitch right here because you just yeah. dropped a new wine. I actually, I'm really into Pinot Noirs and Cabernets. Are, Pinot, Pinot Noir is my, my thing. You like California Pinot or Oregon Pinot? Oregon. Okay. Oh, What's geez. your favorite Here Oregon? We beer? Go. Oh, there we go. Is that oh, bad? Oh, my beer. No, no, I don't. I like I anything no. from Willamette Valley. Like, and I'm not like one who spends much on uh, wine. Like, I'll go get that 18 bo bottle Ooh. wine. Yeah, yeah. We gotta get yeah. you off that, girl. No offense to 18 dollars. I heard from Gino Ariema, who's a huge wine guy. Yeah. He said don't ever spend money on like the $70 one. It's either like, it's the same as like the $18 one, or you got to really spend a lot and go for like the hundreds. Um, is that right? <laughs> it's like that with whiskey. It's like that with whiskey. There's not a difference between, there's not a difference between, and, and whiskey, there's not a difference between a, a $80 bottle and a $500 bottle. There's not a difference. Okay. But there's a difference between a $80 bottle and a $20 bottle, right? Yeah. So really, really the range for whiskey is like $60 to $80. Like I'm saying like those are where most of the really good high level, once you start getting up there, it's just for the, the experience. Same. And yeah. then once you get to the like, yeah, there's a difference between drinking like Jim Beam versus and Jack Daniels <laughs> and, <laughs> and drinking like What's Woodford Reserve. <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I love Jack Daniels is my first love. I love, I actually have a statue yeah. of Jack Daniels in my bar, um, but That's it's awesome. just more of, yeah, you just, yeah, Gino is right. Long story short, Gino is right. Yeah. It's either okay. super, super high in the, the mids. That's where you need to be. And you got to find the sleepers, right? There's, you know, just going over my head, there's like four or five places in Willamette Valley that I would say are under 60 bucks but above 40 between 40 and 60 that are like a1 and then yeah. everything else is like 65 to 120 where you're gonna yeah. get a1 but a lot of them are single vineyards 
Okay. Right? Yeah. I don't know what that means. I don't know what single vineyards so mean. Channing, they, Channing you're the only sommelier on this group. Sorry. They source their grapes from a source. So like Longolo is 20 acres and they only use their wine from those 20 acres, which yeah. is called a single vineyard. A lot of people source grapes. So they go to different parts of the state and get grapes and then they put them and make a blend. It's like okay. a Pinot Noir blend. Mm. So are you like, master, are you one master. of those people who can like drink the wine and you're like, oh, there's like a hint of chocolate and a little bit of, I'm like, what? No, no. He is, yes. to no, hang yes. on. First of all, Channing, yes. you are totally that guy. Totally is that he? guy. 1,000. <laughs> I'm still yeah, trying to sniff it and taste oh, it like, again, and I'm like, oh, it's so not, buttery. Oh, I'm you, you not taste that? Oh, yeah. The oak like, and, I, and I, a taste of rose petals, and, and yeah. oh my god, tastes like baby toenails. It's. it's <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that. I, I don't get that detail, but like I am in the business, so I gotta know okay. what's good, what's bad, where my palate, what I like, and then. Mm -hmm try to go find it and then share it to everybody. So that's what's fun. And then yeah. I, I talk to winemakers every day. So like, if you talk to a hooper every day, you're gonna start using terms like barbecue chicken and you know, he's a scrub and, and butter his ass up and this and that. Sure. But like, wine, you're just like, you know, I, I'm in Atlanta working for NBA TV and the Four Seasons knows when I come and they're like, yeah. hey, we have these three new bottles for you to try. You know, we went and found them. And so like every night I'm like drinking these, like, do I like this? Who makes it? Can I yeah. get some of these grapes? What region? And so it's fun. It's like, I get That's to drink. Cool. So yes, grapes. he is that guy. Long story short, he is that guy. <laughs> he is that guy. Well, maybe he could, maybe you can help me with explaining the palate and what I, what I like. Yeah. I know I like drier wines. Do Okay. Mm -hmm. I know what See, that I means. Like sweeter. I like sweeter wines. Really? Yeah, yeah. Into like, mad, like Mad Dog, um, Alizé. <laughs> That's wine. Good lord! Okay, I'll, I'll DM you some things if you like Sorry. the Lamont Valley. There's some good gems you could go grab. Okay. It's, it's, if you want a charcuterie board, you, you gotta, you gotta. Yeah. Unless yeah. You cannot have enough charcuterie boards. I got four kids, so their mother efforts are spoiled. They're we eating. put a charcuterie board out there, and they're like, "Oh no, artisanal honey, Dad." Okay, Ali. Before we lose all of our Speaking listeners, sorry, we are off topic. Here's a good. Here's a good transition for you then. Um, Channing has four kids, three of which are girls. He has mm -hmm. three little girls. Um, one, Margot, is I feel like reaching that age. She's getting into sports, right, Channing? Yeah. How old is Margot? Eight. Eight. So given that we are in the month of March and um, we're celebrating women, women in sports, what is your advice to the young ones, to the young girls um, that are looking to make it, uh, looking for a reason? Um, yeah. Um, what's your I, advice? I think, yeah, for me, the first thing is like, are you passionate about it? Because whatever you do, like, especially not just sports, like business, whatever your, your career is going to be, like, you have to be passionate about it or it's, you're not just, you're not going to be able to put in the time and the effort that's needed to be great. So that's, that's number one. Um, and then like start looking to female athletes too. And I know we, we don't want to say male and female, but it's, it's it, okay. It's fun to see like women <laughs> who are absolute badasses. And it's like, wow, like that can be me. And mm -hmm. I know that the, the professional athletes, it's a very, very small number, but just even getting involved in sports and being a part of a team, 
um, trying to attain your goals, falling down, maybe losing, getting back up. Like those are so many incredible lessons that you can learn through sports that will take you into whatever avenue you decide to go to in life. Like I'm not always talking to young ones like, yeah, and then shoot a thousand shots a day and do this. Like, no, it's really not about that. It's just about like the dedication you have to something you're passionate about. And that might not mean you get to the WNBA or you might not be a professional volleyball player, but doing that and being that dedicated and being a part of a team and learning how to work with people, that's the part that sports is something so great that hopefully everybody is a part of and does. How hard was it for you or was it at all um, to find your voice and, and like be confident in speaking out and, and it, obviously it, being that voice? Yeah. Yeah. It was really hard when I was still closeted and I wasn't comfortable telling people that I'm gay. Like I, I thought that first of all, it's my private life and it does you shouldn't get to know that about me, but it, it doesn't work that way. Like that was such a big part of me. My wife was such a big part of me at the time. We were just dating at that time. But like, I just felt like I was missing out on being a human. And I was so like Elena, the basketball player, I was boring. Like if I had an interview, all I talked about was basketball. I was absolutely boring. <laughs> um, and I just, I just didn't voice anything. I didn't have opinions on anything. I just felt like this like robot. And then finally, when I was like, screw it, first of all, who cares what people think? If companies want to drop me because I'm gay, then why the hell do I want to be endorsing a company like that? And it kind of just helped me just be who I am and be able to voice what I think and realize like you're going to have small groups who you're around and really good people who you've grown up with for a long time. And then you're going to meet amazing people on the journey too. And unless you're vulnerable and you're, you're yourself, like what's the point, you know, it just was miserable being this robot basketball player. <laughs> well, we, we asked, okay. So we had Sue Bird on here and one of the, and I, I know the group probably knows what question I'm asked, but um, it was been a real hot button, you know, issue over the past, you know, transgender in sports, right? Like you mm -hmm. talked about like having my voice and being, you know, having the confidence to come out and just, you know, yeah. you know, that's when you started to really, you know, open up and relax and just, you know, enjoy life. You know, there's so much conversation about transgenders in sports. And a lot of times people point to women's sports and how it will affect women's sports because that's, you know, they talk about how you're, you're born and this. I want to know kind of like your thoughts when that starts getting tossed around and, and women's yeah. basketball or women's athletics are often used as like why you don't. And my daughter shouldn't have to play against this man and lose yeah. out the scholarships. Like, what are your thoughts about transgenders in, in sports or just, you know, your birth? identity yeah, versus what you play is, yeah like first of all they're human beings and <laughs> it's so frustrating that like I don't understand why certain human beings think that they get to decide who is in this category and who's able to participate in this and it's like what makes you decide that why because we decided that male and female was so normal like those are just categories that were made up at some point and like yes the majority probably is male or female, but there's a group of human beings that feel that 
they're not welcome in certain places. And that's something I never agree on. And I think we have to do so much better. And um, I mean, we, we have great calls with the league and the WNBA about topics like this to learn more too, because there's certain things you don't know. Like even with pronouns, I was trying to learn like how, how to use proper pronouns because it's just something you're not used to doing uh, on mm -hmm. like in everyday yeah. life. So um, I think the W is always a great league to look to and something that we will be showing like that transgender individuals are 100% welcome in our league and it works just fine. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we need to have such more of a welcoming way. And I think our world would be so much better if we could just let people be who they are and then allow them in the spaces they want to be in. Sue made a great point. It's like, just because somebody decides to be who they want to be doesn't mean that it's they're automatically going to have an advantage at, at playing basketball. It's sure. like, wait, hold on. So all of a sudden, you know, you decide to be who you want to be. And then it's like, now you have an advantage, but yeah. they still have to put in the work. And you talked about how hard it is to make it to the WNBA. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. yeah, like, it's not this, this like, it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and like, it's almost like people are like, well, now you're just going to have guys switching to be women and then they're going to go crush it in the WNBA. I'm like, that's not why people transition. Yeah. It's not like <laughs> being a competitive edge. I'm the best basketball player in the world. So now I'm going to go from a male and be a female and I'm just going to kill everybody in the league. Like, that's not, you have so missed it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> at that point it's like you don't even belong in the conversation yeah it's like, like i can't have this argument with you because you are just so off yeah, yeah. you're like yeah that's what they were thinking when they were getting bullied and, and yeah. struggling yeah. and and you know when people had thought about suicide and you yeah. know doing all these things they're like well i'm not going to be able to go dominate in, in the w you're like what no that's not it's not i doubt that went into their thought process yeah. so yes yeah. let's yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so wild when you say it like that like somebody gets cut from their jv and they're like that's it i'm turning into a girl you're like yeah. wait what no that's not gonna no. that's not gonna be the case so no. okay okay that great answer sue, sue very great. sue like echoed pretty much every single thing that you said just like hey it's all about people feeling comfortable and let them play let it yeah. you know and so exactly. uh, it's a great conversation know. because it just happened too. Yeah. Right. Is it Clarendon? Is that how yeah. you say it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just happened. And so it's not like one of those topics that we're just throwing out there just to have mm -hmm. the conversation and agree to disagree. No, it's, it's literally happening. Um, yeah. and it's, I feel like a lot of what we're just dealing with as a whole, um, you think of the last year, especially, um, and the W has been so good at being proactive and always out in the front, um, yeah. no matter what it is, but with social justice, you know, um, being able to have that voice and, and feel comfortable and get ahead of it, but being informed. Exactly. And that's, that's what I love about our <laughs> league. Like these calls that we can hop on and mm -hmm. speak with people who have gone through a transition. And, um, it's just great that we're like also able to be educated and learn and grow together. Mm -hmm. Well, and the thing that I like most about it, you know, is that, listen to the people it impacts. Don't, don't, you know, it's like, oh, well, racism isn't real. And it's like, well, are you black? Are you uh, a minority? Well, then you, it's, it's hard for you to express this. And it's like, well, transgender, transgender, you know, is going to ruin, you know, sports and WM. It's like, 
well, have you talked to WNBA players about this? Have you talked yeah. to the people that it could possibly impact? Because not saying that everyone has the exact same view, but there is a, uh, an over an overview from the stars and people that you know are a part of that league that they want people because some of them, like yourself, have dealt with keeping things closeted or not being open. And you're like, I know what that's like. And if there's a person that is having said experience, I want them to be able to be as open as they can. So it's like, I, that's the only thing for me is that when people want to make decisions or are their own views based off of something without talking to the people that it actually impacts, that is the biggest, I think, kind of misguided situation that that we get in and it's like well you know we asked sue we asked yourself and you know whoever else we're fortunate enough to have on here i want to hear from every single you know uh basketball player that's in the w how they view it and you know yeah. I, I i respect your opinion yeah i absolutely love what you just said like let's yeah. talk to the people who are actually impacted before mm -hmm. you come up with your opinion you know that's that's mm -hmm. huge yeah. I want to make so. one transition, but before just to kind of button this up, obviously, I, I know the guys feel the same way. I mean, you possess such a light, um, such strength, such grace, you know, and for so many, we see it in a basketball uniform, but just having you on here and being open um, and the advice you give to young girls. Um, shoot, I, I'm not even younger than you. I'm older than you. And I needed to hear it. So um, it matters. So I really do appreciate that. We appreciate that. Um, Channing, I feel like you've got something in your mind right now. No, I forgot uh, how old you were for a second. So I was like, <laughs> I'm still younger than you. Thanks. Um, but I do want to transition the topic into something very topical with the W really quick. Um, Renee Montgomery. I mean, what yeah. was your reaction? She is awesome. I mean, my goodness, like yeah. you retire and then you go buy your team from <laughs> um, the, the person that we haven't been naming because we didn't want them getting any extra press trying Maybe to get reelected. like it's awesome what Renee has done like she's done so much on the basketball court I've heard from all of her teammates like just how amazing she was as a teammate and how she's made them grow so much as people but like what she is doing is unbelievable and it's cool because she's had so she has more basketball to play but I think she realized like I need to move on and do something else because I'm going to have that much greater of an impact. And she already, she's doing it. She's well, th that was the part that was crazy. I was like, when I saw that, cause I know in the NBA, you're not allowed to like have an ownership stake while you're a player. And I was like, wait, if she's, Oh, so she's, she just retired. Like yeah. that's like, she can no longer like, look now I know the opportunity that is in front of an individual, but like, think about like, to just in the middle of your career, not only take a year off to focus on this, but then to have this opportunity presented and you're like, oh, I thought I, like, yeah, I'm not gonna speak for her, but it's like, she might've been like, I'm gonna take this year off and just focus on this, I'll come back to basketball. But then another opportunity and another door opens and it's like, you're not going to be able to play in the mm -hmm. WNBA again. Yeah. And it's like, that's still like, that's hard. But like, how, like, understand. how are it's you amazing. gonna remember Renee Rump? Renee Montgomery though, like 1000% like, such a boss. <laughs> yeah. Such a boss. I mean, and literally Maya. Yeah. yeah. Maya. Mm -hmm. Maya yeah. was peaking. Like yeah. she had so many more years to play, probably many more championships to win. And, yeah. but look what she's done. Like yeah. so much more yeah. than what she ever could have done in the basketball court. 
And she can do a lot on the basketball court. She can do a lot. 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 She was standing in the and way she, of a championship. And she's so, and she's so nice and so humble and so just kind of, you know, just like, just amazing. And then all she gets on that court and you're just like, uh, here we go again with this shit. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. That's well, amazing. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I got nothing else. You're awesome. Thank, Thank you so you. much. I know. I, I feel like wait. there's so many other things because you have your hands in so much. Um, is, yeah, is there anything like great. we forgot or that you want to push? Let's promote? plug. Give um, us something to plug. Yeah, I feel like we plugged the woodworking. Um, mm-hmm. I liked. We talked about so much and okay went off of basketball, but came back to it. It was. You guys are amazing. Oh, no, you're gonna come back on. I'm do what my agent's doing on your next like one that you're recording, just so I can listen to you guys. It's <laughs> <hilarious>. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, you get. Well, this is the cool thing is you get the unedited because there's always edits. Because like exactly. like I said, we, we people are always like, things, yeah. Will you drop the unedited episodes? And I'm like, we're we like, can't. No, we can't. <laughs> we, can't. We, we cannot. But that's what's so fun, man, and why when we first started doing this, we would do so many edits because people would come on and once you're comfortable, say whatever you like, say you whatever. And then we try and protect and make sure that only the content that is positive for everyone involved gets out. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. how you thank get you so much. stuff too. But yeah, yeah. thank you yeah. all. This was awesome. Come on again. Will you come on for again? Sure. Of course. Awesome. Anytime. Awesome. Anytime. Yeah, we'll have some fun. Next time we'll, we'll really make sure. Drink, though. Yeah, I was gonna say, we'll make sure Channing gets you his wine. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, has to work. Yeah, yeah. I have to work. There we go. I'm calling the game. And so. I'll have him send uh we still have some rose left. We Ooh. have to find some Pinot. I might give you some of mine since you, you got started. rose left. You got some rose left? Wait, is it all yeah, gone already? Yeah, basically. That's Channing awesome. goes, send, our rose is dropping fucking... tomorrow. And he was like, You just need to buy yourself a case. I was really? like, a case? He was like, Yeah, because yes. it's gonna be gone. <laughs> That's great. Awesome. Hey, yeah. good business. Great business. Uh, right. well, Elena, you you're the best. Elena. Good luck it's with the upcoming up. season. Um, thank you. And good we'll luck. Get you on the side. Of course. Another edition of Road Trippin'. Yeah. Hey, Road Trippin' fam. We are excited to let you know that Road Trippin' is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played NBA Daily Fantasy on FanDuel before? Well, check this out. Right now, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with a 20% deposit match. Why should you play on FanDuel NBA? Well, for one, it is easy to use when it comes to their app. What's not to love about that? But also, for example, they offer different and unique contests across sports in relation to your skill level. Oh yeah, and get this, you can play for big prizes, single game contests for the biggest national matches, and enter contests for as low as five cents. That's right, five cents. Simply incredible. So again, let's recap. Right now, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with a 20% deposit match. Enter URL FanDuel.com backslash roadtrippin' to play now and get your deposit bonus. That's URL FanDuel.com backslash roadtrippin' so they know we sent you. FanDuel, more ways to win.